RadioInfluence.com. All righty, welcome to another edition of The Rock Stops Here. And what I do is, if you're new, welcome. If you've been listening, thank you so much. Wherever I stop, it's not just me. Yeah, I give you stories about what's going on in, in my life, the things I've observed. I'm out and about. I'm back in the field many years in the studio, but I'm out and about. And I only, I haven't had to do yet a Zoom interview. I go and in person, eye to eye, just think the conversation is better. Uh, it's celebrities, it's entertainers, but it's mostly sports people, a lot of media people, uh, athletes, former athletes from all different sports. And today, it's the sweet science. I'm talking with, sitting down with David Tua. David Tua was a highly ranked heavyweight contender with strong punching power. 52-5-2, 43 KOs, first round KO power. An Olympian, bronze medalist uh, that was in Barcelona, the world championships in Sydney with a bronze. Five pro losses, all right, after 52 wins, he was never stopped. There was never a stoppage. Just strong he grew up, man, work ethic. He lived with four brothers, four sisters, 10 other relatives. His mom worked three jobs. His father, long hours. How it all happened. Congratulations. He was inducted into the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame. David Tua. What, what, we, we, we didn't hear what he has to say about not only like advice for, you know, an up and coming boxer, but just life in general and how he looks at things. Just a really, really nice man. Strong man. Wouldn't want to get in the ring with him. But it was an honor to sit down, all right, with the great David Tua. All right. Now, now you know what? I, I was looking at you, David, and it almost looks like you could still do some damage. Uh, I feel good. Uh, I'm still keeping myself in, in good nick. I think it's really important. Uh, sometimes... Uh, you know, it can it can be very challenging because when you when you're involved when you've been in the sport for so long, you know the last thing you want to do is train. But you know, um, health is, is so important. Uh, what we had had it and uh, when when you're when you're training when you have a date, you know it's easy to work work uh, with a date according. Right. But when you don't have a date, you know uh, you sort of sit around doing nothing. So. Now I'm inactive. I'm not participating anymore. It's really important that I, I need to keep myself checked and keep myself in shape. You know, uh, you 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 were known as one of the the greatest fighters that never won a championship. Oh, thank you, sir. And I mean, there's like Dan Marino in football. He's one of the greats. Never won the Super Bowl. Mm. When you look back on your career now, are you satisfied? Do you still, man? I really wish I would have had a world heavyweight title. How do you look at it now, David? I'm satisfied. I'm content with my my humble career. You know, I've been very fortunate to have shared the ring with, um, you know, uh, uh, pretty much all the fighters, and some of them were great. And, uh, you know, I was able to compete with uh, some fighters and have beaten them. Some of them have uh, gone on to win uh, world titles. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm satisfied with uh, where I'm at. I think most importantly, yeah, I hadn't won a title, but, you know, if I can go down to history as uh, uh, one of the greats that never won it, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good title. It's a good title to have. So I'm very satisfied and I'm really happy with where I'm at. You, when you grew up, you had 
lot of brothers and family members, and I know your father worked very hard. And wasn't he the one that introduced you to the sport of boxing? Pretty much. Uh, my dad, he, I'm not going to use the word introduced. He forced me. <laughs> he forced me into the sport. But, you know, through his love uh, for his kids, you know, it's four of us, four boys and four girls. I think as a father, most importantly, um, what he taught us was self-defense through uh, his love of, of boxing. And then obviously he knew at a, a very young age that uh, I had something special in me. So it became a, a fascination of his in the sense that the best way to bring that uh, gift out of me was, you know, to train me hard. So I didn't quite understood at first because I was really young. Right. Uh, but as I got older, I realized that he had prepared me for what was ahead. So, yeah. You also, you had such punching, punching power and early knockouts. Do you think that is something that you are born with and then you can work to even improve on that? Or was it something that you just learned that, that punching power that you had, David? I believe it was a, it was a gift, gift from above. It was a gift from God, but you can, you can have a gift and sit on and do nothing with it. And it's not going to do you any good. So for me, you know, even though I, I, I knew that I had strength in, in my left arm, it was important that I needed to perfect it and make sure that it, it would grow, it would help me. So I didn't just sit on it. I wanted to make sure that I perfected it and make sure that it would work. Do you, you know, when we're, we're here, you know, we hear the seminars and we're at the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame and you get some, a lot of people like, oh, it's not the same today, mm. this and that. How do you see the sport? I mean, you know, there's still some up and coming. Well, how do you see it now, David? Well, I, I love I love the sport, even though uh, uh, I don't watch it as often. Sure, but you know, the the sport is still still alive and surviving. I, I guess in so many ways. I guess each in their own. It depends on how you look at look at life. Hey, you can look at life either you can look at this way, or you can look at another way. So for me, uh, it's, I think it's a choice. Uh, though it's, it's a very different era than than on what I, what I was used to and what I came through, yeah. But you know, it's it's um it's making the most of what's here. I, uh, or you you do what you can in what you can't control, and what you can't control, you you sort of work work your way around and make the most of it. So um, it's about being flexible enough to to be with where I'm at in my life with everything that I'm around that I'm surrounding myself with or the things that I'm doing. Because life has changed and boxing has changed, but it's about, it's about, it's about being, being one with yourself and what you're doing. And if you're happy with what you're doing, then everything else will take care of itself. That's great, man. That is that yeah. that is great. <laughs> just, just just listening to you, seeing you, I'm I'm assuming you're very very proud of your heritage, Samoan, yes. and also from with New New Zealand. Yes. Huh. Well, um, very very honored to be in New Zealand, uh, the land of Tangata uh, Fenua, Tihei Mauriora. And uh, obviously, uh, warm Pacific greetings to our people out there as well, Samoan people, Pacific people. Uh, for us, you know, there's a saying in, in New Zealand and in the Pacific, it takes a man to build a village and a village to build a man. So for us, it's all about collectively as a family. You know, uh, we were out there to, to, to make sure that not only one succeed, but everyone succeed. Because if, if one of them succeed, every, every one of us uh We'll do well as well. So I've uh, been inspired and, and uh, wanted to do best. You know, uh, 
when you were an amateur mm. to fight internationally, mm. to go out and to travel and represent your country. Was that twofold? You're not only representing your country, but you're also seeing the world. It was a great opportunity. Um, I, I guess it's, it's a reminder that you only become, you become of who you surround yourself with. And obviously uh, for me, because I was able to, to travel the world, it, it allowed me to see other things and allowed me to grow uh, more as a person because of what I've, I was able to experience myself with and what I was able to see. So the opportunity um, to travel was a, a really good way to, to travel back home and let the kids know that, you know, there's a bigger and, and better world out there. Look, don't give up and, and dream big. Hey, so keep dreaming. You got to keep, keep dreaming. Yeah. All right. Two more. Did you, were you kind of maybe forced out or did you, did you leave the ring on your own terms? Because you were still kind of young, you know, there's still, it's still a lot. Don't want to ever give it up. I'm sure it's very hard. It was hard to give it up. No, hindsight. I think hindsight is a, it's quite a beautiful thing. I went through some life challenges. Uh, none of them, uh, you know, uh, I thought and, and believed that would happen. But, you know, uh, they became part of my life or what defines me and what has made me into a person I am today. So I'm not going to look at it as a bad thing. Gotcha. Things happen for a reason. Sure. So I, I wouldn't have become the person I am today if none of those uh, challenges uh, would occur. Gotcha. So I'm grateful for them and where I'm at today. I live life to the fullest and every day above ground is a day in paradise. As what my trainer, Roger Blathworth, will say. Got you, got yes. you. I am going to ask you the last one on advice to give. Yes, but one more. Mm. How do you feel as a boxer with today the money going to a Jake Paul, a Logan Paul, a Mayweather, exhibition fights? He's making so much money. Does that bother you? Or do you look at it like, hey, if they can uh, make this kind of money, good for them. How do you look at it, David? Once again, you know, it's a, it's a different era. Uh, it's an era of obviously social media and um, uh, of that type of uh, a situation that if you can get as many followers, you know, you do well. So I, I think it's adapting and, you know, if they're doing well, good on them. You know, it was an era that... Um, that whoever has, I guess, uh, become quite popular in, in, in this world can make good money for themselves. So I, I think, yeah, like I said, one, once again, it's a choice. Hey, it's a choice. Either you choose to look at it differently or you choose to take it this way. I love your attitude. Yeah. All right, here's how we end it now. Yes, We're in the final, uh, the final round. Final round. Here we go. Bing, bing, bing. All right. What advice do you give to young boxers, maybe just young people? In life, you've been very successful. You have a great attitude on life. What is your best advice, David? Don't be like me. Be better than me. And that's it. And, and because the reason why I say that, and I say that with wholeheartedly, any young fighters in the heavyweight division that have come up and asked me, I've given them the same advice. And they sort of stunned. They looked at me like, me? Be better than you? I said, yeah. Because yeah. that's how it needs to be, Right. So my father wouldn't want me just to be like him, all right? Yeah. I know he wouldn't want that. He would want me to be better than him. Great. Not only as a father, but as a person, as everything that he's done. I mean, obviously, I, I, I would never be as good as him, but that 
I know that'll be his wish. And it would be the same thing for me as a father. I want our boys, our kids to be the be be better than me. Because that's how it needs to be. And and you would want that for any of, of the fighters nowadays. Alright? That's how I see it. Because that's how life well that's, that's how I see life. It needs to be like that. You want people to be better than themselves. You want them to be better than what you're doing. Because that's how life needs to be, you know? Beautiful. Yeah, and it needs to be there. Yeah. Honored. Honored. A pleasure. Likewise. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Thank David. Thank you, sir. You know, if I, I've said it once, I've said it a million times. The guys, boxers, MMA, fighters, even pro wrestlers, they get in that ring and it's just them. You know, they're, they're, they're stripped down to just shorts. Everything, you're, you're sure, you're, there's no shirt. There, everything is open and it's just you against another man in the ring. And they all seem to be just so real. So there's no hiding behind another teammate and he's going to carry you this day. It's just, it's just what I've found over the years. Now, I've done more uh, boxing interviews because back when I lived in New Jersey, you know, there were many championship fights out of Atlantic City. And I covered an awful lot of them. Uh, Leon Spinks, uh, my Michael Spinks. The reason why I said Leon, uh, Shannon Briggs and Corey Spinks were also at the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame. And, you know, it, you mix in family commitments. Uh, my daughter, uh, last week, it was her birthday. And we were going to go to Universal, which we did. And actually, I'm taping this because we're heading there today. So I couldn't do day number three of the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame. They didn't go to the gala. I really wanted to interview and bring on uh, Shannon Briggs and the Corey Spinks and what great stories they have. But David Tua was there the day that I was there. and uh, But just being around the boxing community, like it's a real tight-knit bunch. They all support one another. And some of the fighters that had many, many rounds against each other trying to take each other's head off. But there's more than that. It's a sweet science. It really is. It's not just getting in there and wailing away. This isn't, you know, street fighting. But some, and what I experienced the other night being there, some bought, fought each other hundreds and hundreds of rounds of sparring, let alone being in the ring in a fight or two, and they all get along now. They all have so much respect for one another. Isn't that usually the case? The, the further away you are and you get older and when you look back, you have respect, you know, and boy, they have a lot of respect for one another. So thank you to the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame for allowing me to go to experience it. And David, too, my best of luck to you. I love how he just looks at life. He's not bitter. He's not like, oh, the YouTubers are making all this money and Floyd Mayweather with these these exhibitions and that's the way to go or this and that or I didn't. No. You know, it's how you look at life. You're not, you know, in, 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 in just after I left talking with him, it's like, don't worry about what he's getting and this person's getting. That does you, that does you no good. Just, just be worried more about what yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the other thing is there, I'm, I'm just so, it's not only this, this event, this event was great, but I had my stuff all set up and I had it at this little table around the corner from where everybody was congregating. And, uh, I just, you know, these, this older couple come down, they see where my microphone is, sit right in the chair where I'm going to interview somebody. 
and, and, and the husband on the other side, and they go on their phones, and they don't even look up. Like, it's just amazing to me. It was the same thing when I was working in TV. You have all your stuff out. Everything. People come right over when you're on TV or in radio when you're when you're broadcasting a remote and you can you're live on the air and people come right up and they start asking you questions totally oblivious like and it's all ages like what what I experienced this week the couple where I had my microphone set up I I had two chairs you know I was sitting on like a, a little couch and then there was a chair right there they weren't kids it wasn't like they were just you know they were in their 70s Maybe early, early, I would say early 70s, and just totally oblivious. It just blows me away, man. I am more aware of other people, but some people are not, and it doesn't matter what age. It just blows me away. blows me away. Now, I, what, again, what I'm learning from these pod, the podcast that I do here, the Rock Stops here, when it's done once a week, you cannot, I'm so used to the day-to-day Every day. I have been on TV and radio stations starting full time when I was 25 years old till now. And these last couple of years, what it's, it's hard for me. I'm so used to that day to day, day to day. This happened today. The news cycle is only 24 hours. If it's a huge story, maybe it's 48 hours. You know how it goes, guys. It can be a horrific thing, and it's only it lasts twenty four hours. Then what you got for me? You move on to the next story. So with this, I don't want to date anything. It is looking like it's not very good. I, I, I don't want to get into it with the hockey and this and that. It's been a great run. It's been wonderful to cover the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, <laughs> ran into a buzzsaw with the Colorado Avalanche. But again, I, I don't even want to get into it because it's either over or the series is still going on when you're hearing this podcast this week. But it really has been a great, great experience. And I it does not look like I'm going back to Denver, Colorado in Littleton, Colorado is a suburb where I lived 20 years ago. I had an unbelievable experience this week and I don't even know. I don't think that I covered it in my last podcast, but yeah, that was just more behind the scenes of covering the runs and covering the rays and all that jazz. I lived in Littleton, Colorado, a suburb of Denver 20, oh, more than 20 years ago, damn near 30 years ago, like 28, 29. Let's just call it 30 years ago. And I loved it. I drove with my ex with a uh, rental truck from Caldwell, New Jersey. We had an apartment right on Bloomfield Avenue at the time. I had been working at New Jersey Network. I was a national sports reporter. That ended because the CEO of the, uh, of the company that I was working with, FNN, was embezzling money. And we were we all were at, up Schitt's Creek. And CNBC bought out FNN. They dropped sports. And so I was out of a job. And we were looking, looking, looking. And we were driving. And we were going out west. And we just landed in Denver. And we started driving just down the interstate, seeing the foothills, looking around. You feeling this? I'm feeling this. Let's just do it. When you don't have any kids and you're like, 29, 30 years old, you can pull off that stuff, right? And just moving, being able to just move to a new city, a new part of the country, the Rocky Mountains, not knowing a soul and just starting new, to me is liberating, man. 
If I didn't have all the responsibilities now, yeah, but, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're entrenched here. My daughter's doing great in schools. Everything's working out. It's all about her. And my son, he's, 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 he's doing fantastic. 25 years old now here, and he's doing great. Uh, and he's still living with his mom, but he's got his own business and I'm trying to get him to go back to college and all that jazz, but he's a good, he's a good young man. He's doing great. So all is good. Life is good. But I'm just saying when you don't have family responsibility, some people are like, they're just very comfortable or afraid to take a chance to go out of their hometown. You know them, right? There's nothing wrong. Every to each his own. If you're happy, you're happy. I want everybody to be happy. But I was able to just go to Colorado. Now, the marriage itself was not working. It was on the rocks. And I stayed. She left and came down to Florida. Her parents were down in Florida, but I was staying. I said to myself, I love the Rocky Mountains. I love the region. I love the area. I love the no humidity. I was outside doing hiking, basketball, baseball, football. I don't know. Without the humidity, I loved it. I loved it. And I said, I'm never coming back to the East Coast. That's what I said at the time. But I made good friends. And I was telling this the other day. I've said this. I just think it's easier to make friends as a guy than it is as a girl or a woman. It just takes longer. We moved. I moved to Denver, Colorado, Littleton. Saw a sign said for rent. A, a girl was renting out her condo, a little condo. Had a little fireplace. Oh, great. And all right, I called up. I said, oh, I'm going to be transferred here. I'm in, I'm in uh, broadcasting. I'm going to be East Coast reporter. Here's, and I had one reference. I said, tell this girl. Boom, we got the apartment, the condo. Boom, it was just like that, that easy. And just hocked everything and put everything in a U-Haul, one car, drove from New Jersey to Denver, Colorado, and boom, started a new life. So living next door was a guy, a bachelor, Brian, and I think he worked in cable TV, believe it or not. And uh, we just hooked up. We hooked up. We started partying together. We we hooked up. Boom. He's like, hey, man, I got a bunch of friends that play basketball, like Tuesday and Thursday nights at this gym. You want to come? Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Went and played basketball. Got to be friends with a couple of guys there. They all hung together. The guy lived, had a house. He was in sales. He did really well. He had a house right across the street from the gym. We go over there, we're watching the Nuggets, we're drinking beers, we're partying. So now I'm playing basketball a couple nights a week. I already have a little circle of friends. This is all within a matter of like two, three weeks. Then I see an ad in the Rocky Mountain News or the Denver paper and I, uh, men's baseball league tryouts in Denver, Denver men's league. I'm like, shit, I had been pitching in New Jersey. I go to the tryouts. I'm thrown off to the side. Guy comes over. He goes, listen, you're not going to go in that tryout because I was a left-handed pitcher. I had been pitching. I'm in my prime, you know, whatever, 20, 30 years old, 29 years old. He's like, you're on my team. Okay, boom. I get on his team. I come back. She says, how was I? I said, I think I'm on the team. Go to practice. We start playing games. There's a couple of guys on that team that I like to hang out with. Boom. So in a matter of th four weeks, I'm on a baseball team. I have friends. I'm playing basketball two nights a week. I got friends here. And uh, and away we go. It happens that fast, moving to a new town. I don't think it's like them. Women take a little bit longer. But anyway, I mean, I try not to generalize. So anyway, that friend Brian ended up getting engaged while I was there. And I was invited to his wedding. It was in the mountains. They called it a uh, Black 
Black Hawk or Central City. It was legal. You could gamble at the time then because gambling was not legal, but it was there in the mountains. And there was higher elevation. It would affect you when you drank your beers. And so to make a long story short, what I'm trying to get at is I became friends with them, was in their wedding, da 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 went back a couple of years later, which turns out to be 19 years later from now, 19 years later, went to visit them. He had since moved, they moved, they bought this bigger town home. They're still in it today. So when the Lightning won the Eastern Conference Final and they're going to play the Colorado Avalanche, I get a voicemail to my wife's phone because when we went to visit, when Emily and I went to visit in Denver a couple, you know, years, but a couple of years ago, it was 19 years ago. We went to a wedding. She went back to Tampa Bay. I stayed an extra day so I could go visit Brian, Andrea, go hang in their basement. They got a basement. You know what it's like? See, in Florida here, we don't have basements. They have a basement. I miss basements. And that's now his man cave. And we went down there. We hung down there and partied a little bit down there and just BSed and talked and had a great time. So that was 19 years ago. I'm really not good at keeping up with friends. I'm just not. I wish I was better, but I'm not. So I really just lost touch. I knew they were there. That's it. You move on. You meet new friends. That, that That's me. I know. So they, she, they must've had my wife's phone number. Cause I've had a different phone number since then. She gets a message. This is Andrea, Brian and Andrea, your husband's friends. We see the avalanche and the lighting are playing. Please give him this message. So I haven't called them in 19 years. And the other night I said, let's do it. I call, I, I go, I sat outside, I cracked open a couple and just started talking to him. And it's one of those things where have you experienced this? You might not have talked to somebody, a good friend for 20 years. And once you start talking, it's the same delivery. It's the same opinions he has. He cracks me up. And I go, you sound exactly the same. He goes, you sound the same too. It felt like we were right back again. Have you ever gone to a reunion, whether it's a class reunion, a reunion with maybe a team that you were on, and it's been 20 years, and it's kind of a little bit, you start feeling each other out. It's almost like a, a championship fight. You're kind of feeling one another out. Just like the beginning of a series, like the teams are feeling one another out and then you start getting it and feeling it and you're back and you're back. And it was unbelievable. But to try to make, and I wasn't planning on going to Denver and my boss at the free press only put in for home games when he applied. I was going to try to see if there was a seventh game, but so we reconnected for an hour, but it was great. It was great. And it was an area and it was a part of the country where I loved Denver, Colorado. So last night on my way back from the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame, I stopped in this craft beer place in Safety Harbor, Florida on my way home because my good buddy Damon was bartending and my other buddy Keenan who I met only the last couple of years here, became really good friends with. He was there, and we started hanging, and he just got engaged. But it's a young couple. There's no kids or anything. And he's like, they're thinking about maybe moving to Colorado. And I was just like, oh, my God. I did that 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, no response. Do it. 
If you're going to do it, do it. I started telling him how much I loved everything is earlier, like NFL football on Sundays, two hours earlier, Monday night football, Sunday, two hours earlier. You know, uh, just being outside. I, mean, I gave them like the Chamber of Commerce speech. So whether or not they're going to go, I don't know. But it, it really is something. But life didn't work out. And then I heard it. But, but I was trying to get back into uh, broadcasting. And it's so hard going into a market. And da, 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 da. Well, Anyway, that's, that's for another day. But it was just because the Avalanche were playing the Lightning this, this past uh, two weeks, it just brought, and then reconnecting and bringing back memories. And then, so I was really following the, the local reporters that were covering and I would see the 16th street mall and I would see some mountains and I would like, Oh, Oh, it was really, 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 really cool. Uh, so there you go. So, and it's funny summer vacation, like when you have, kids that are still in school your life changes during summer vacation there's either a lot of free time we're trying to keep her busy and then there's uh summer uh vacations and summer camp and that's what my daughter's doing so i i i did all the uh half some of it is we're flying some of it is we're driving it's to North Georgia, setting that all up. And I really get it. Now, my wife also works in the school. My daughter's going into eighth grade. She just turned 13. Uh, and my my wife works in the front office and a mentoring program. She loves it, just being close to Addie. And, you know, when I was, when, when my daughter was in elementary school, and this is going back now, I've been out of Bright House, Spectrum, Bay News 9, Four and a half years, I believe it is. And when my daughter was young and it was in school, and I remember one of the mothers, I I, I knew her father, the husband a little bit. He used to go to the Crafty Brew, Brighton Brew here. And she came up to me in the hallway and it was Dan. She goes, oh, no, the school season just started. It was August. Down here, school starts in August. I know up north it's September. And she says, oh, how was your summer? And I'm like, how was my summer? Um, I'm just thinking when I was in the corporate world, you'd only get two weeks. And if you're there long enough, three weeks vacation. And it wasn't just like based around your summer vacation. But And she also worked part-time in the school system. It was like, have a good summer. How was your summer? And I'm like, my summer was no different than any other time. I go to work at about three o'clock. I'm done after the 11 and tape for the morning sports and done at midnight, get home, maybe stay up till one to 2 a.m. Like, how was my summer? It all blended in. But now I get it. Now I'm able to experience. I have a lot of free time. So I am able to experience and summer vacation and doing things with this. We drove to Universal and, oh, my God, and the heat and all this. And now we're going to a camp. And it is summer. It is different. It is different. And I was thinking because, you know, Tom Brady, who did he do? Did he do? Oh, it was the Dan Patrick show. And he finished it by, have a great summer, Dan, because he still has kids that are in school. And it's different. Once your kids are grown, or if you don't have kids, it's like, okay, it's hot. It's summer, you know? (laughs) So I remember after I wasn't renewed 
at my last station four and a half years ago, and I saw Ira Kaufman from Joe Buck's fan, and I saw him at camps, uh, NFL training camp for the Bucks. And he goes, "Hey, how did you tell anywhere where your summer?" I'm like, go anywhere. I, I said, Ira, I, I wasn't renewed. I haven't been working for like six months. What do you mean my summer? You know? Or I just started a radio show. But anyway, anyway. So, listen, this one isn't going to be too long. Um, I just wanted to again say thank you to David Tua. Now, next week, next week I'm scheduled to bring you... She's with Bally Sports. I had Dwayne Stats, who was the play-by-play. His The people that he worked with are just incredible for so many years. He's been working like 50 years in calling games. Uh, Trisha Whitaker is his co-worker. She's the sideline reporter for the Tampa Bay Rays. I think she's on season number three because that used to be a revolving door. So I sat down with her in the Rays dugout. How cool was that? And I wanted to break it up. I didn't want to go baseball, Bally's Rays, baseball, Bally's Rays. So I threw in my man, David Tua, with boxing. Now, I I am possibly going to be getting some big names, hopefully. We'll see how it goes this week. And if there's one that's more timely, then I might be end up giving you that one. I'm not sure how it's all going to go down. But Trisha Whitaker... Very interesting. And, and and you know what? Do you judge? Sometimes you can. I do it. I do it a lot. Do you do it where you just eye somebody up and you're watching and observing and you already make a judgment? A lot of times you're right, but also there are times when you're not right. And I really didn't know her. I would just see her from afar doing her reporting. I got introduced to her by this Doug Wechter one time, and she was just probably busy doing something. She's like, hey, hi, hi, and didn't really do much. I was like, oh, man, is she just, is she a little cocky? Is she a little standoffish? Uh, is that her thing? Or was she, you know, maybe she was just busy doing something, and I really didn't know. And then I started observing, being around the Rays all this season. I'm like, she seems pretty darn cool. She really is. She's got a good personality. She's good at what she does. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask her. And she couldn't have been nicer. And we did it. And it really blew me away. And it was really, really good. She's got a great perspective. So we might end up being, I might end up doing that next week. That may be how we're going to go. Um, it, and, and again, I said this again. I think that the XFL with the rock, with the backing, with waiting and doing it right, with have, with partnering with the NFL, I think it may have a chance. I've now come to the conclusion that I I think it's good to just you can't get too much of a good thing to me is what's football. And I like the change of seasons. I do. Having covered now the Stanley Cup run and the long playoff run and the Lightning. Being at the Trop Baseball, different teams come in, talking a little baseball. And then once football hits, it's like I'm so jacked up, I cannot wait. Like I think variety, there's a saying, variety is a spice of life. I think it's good. I think it really is good. 
It's almost like going to the gym and doing the same things. You got to like sometimes break it up, you know? I'm not big on uh, cardio. I'm not big on running. Uh, and it's funny. We were out with a, a double date with a couple, and he runs. I get along with him, Tyler. I get along with him great. And he's like, he runs. He goes, I can't, I don't go to the gym. And I'm like, my thing is, I go to the gym. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to. I do, I have like dumbbells here. And I say that I'm going to do push-ups, but I don't get down. I say that I'm going to do sit-ups, and I don't. But when I go to the gym, I belong to an Anytime Fitness, at least I it's air-conditioned, number one, because it's so stinking hot. Oh, and that's another thing. I had some uh, stuff removed. Uh, I went to a skin doctor, dermatologist. I didn't realize, man, like, if you get skin cancer, that can lead to, that can lead to problems. And the guy that cuts my hair is like, oh, they're just trying to scare you, scare you. No, no, as you get older, you got to, you know. So I had like a little uh, thing removed on the side of my face, the cheek. Turns out it is cancer. And so I got to get that removed. I was going to do it this week. But, you know, ending up with finding with the Stanley Cup, I got these big names coming into town. What am I going to go up to them with a bandage? Hi, my name is Rock. When you see somebody with like a bandage, you kind of like, hmm, that's how I am. Huh, is that thing, gonna, am I going to stay away from me? So I'm going to do that eventually in another couple of weeks. I got to call and cancel that. And, um, but my point is, Oh, so I couldn't sweat like for a couple of days. I had that, a couple of different things taken off on my chest, uh, thing on my back, calf. So I didn't want to sweat and get it infected. For a couple of days, I wanted to heal right. So I'm like, all right, let me go to Anytime Fitness. It's air conditioned. Okay, I know it's probably better if I get a good sweat in, but I, I like lifting weights. Not much. It just keeps me toned. And if I don't drive somewhere and go, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I won't be consistent. And it's funny how I was listening to the big show, the big show, the giant, the former WWE superstar, now with AEW, big show. And I ran into him. I told you that story enough here. But years ago, I heard him on a podcast with Chris Jericho. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is. And you know what he had to say? He's like, there are days where I don't feel like working out. I just don't want to do it. But I forced, this is Big Show, and he said this like five years ago, and it stuck with me to, stuck with me to this day. If I don't drive, if I drive myself to the gym, and when I get in the parking lot, I'm not going to just sit in my car and then turn my engine on and drive away. I drive there, I'm going to go in. And once I go through the doors, I'm going to lift. I'm going to exercise. And that's my, that's my thing. So... I'm going to keep going, even whatever I have to have done. And, and I don't have to, they keep it real cold at this one Anytime Fitness, and I love it. <laughs> but my friend, Tyler, he's like, I can't go to a gym. My wife, she's like, she doesn't like going to a gym. She'd rather just get out from the house. She goes, I don't want to drive somewhere to go work out. I'm going to get my run in once I leave the house. And everybody's different. Everybody's different. So, you know, I guess I should start doing more cardio, but you know, eh, at this stage, you are what you are. You're going to do what you do and we'll see what happens. I'm thinking about switching doctors. The guy has scared me to death. He really hadn't been following me uh, and everything. So anyway, all in all, I just hope that you're all doing well 
and it is brutally hot down here now. We're in our season, but I'm trying to embrace it. You know, instead of being like, I'm trying to be mind over matter. You know, I was always like, oh, it's so stinking hot. Oh, I can't stand the heat. Oh, this is, that does you no good. I'm trying to say, all right, it's real hot. It's real hot. Embrace it. Embrace it. I'm trying to talk myself into it. I don't know if it's going to work. All right, listen. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know whether or not I should expand this bad boy. Just keep it coming. Keep it coming once a week. And tell your friends. And and, and listen. Uh, Hey, man, if you're listening now and you listen this long, much love. Much appreciate. I really do. And I'll talk to you next week. All right? On The Rock Stops here. Have a good one, guys. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.